Good morning. Please let my words speak for, for all of you. Standing here in this sacred place, in this sacred moment, I am filled with deep gratitude. Gratitude at my ability to be here in this space. Gratitude at my being able to be with my spiritual family once again. Gratitude for the beauty of the day. And gratitude for the rain that I know is still coming. Knowing as I stand here that each person today will receive exactly what it is that they need and that we will all have a very spiritual experience. I open my heart, I open my soul, I open my mind as I listen to Reverend Diana talking about crossing the threshold. And so I say thank you, Father, Mother, God, and so it is. Amen. Thank you, Lucinda. So this morning, I'll start by introducing myself. So if you're with us online or uh, here in person and haven't been with us before, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director at Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. We are an interfaith community. We teach uh, universal principles and practices that support any and all faith paths. So welcome. I'd like to just speak a brief word of honoring this morning and dedicate this Teze time today to a young man who was uh, shot in our neighborhood this week and killed. Um, he was 31 years old. And so I just uh, send my prayers and I invite our prayer work today to uplift the family and to remind us of the need for the work we do here and the importance of bringing peace to our world. So we begin by joining in song, joining our voices in vibration. Whatever came 
so good to join our voices together, <sighs> to let the blending of the vibrations lead us more deeply into our meditative journey this morning as with eyes closed or gaze downturned, taking a slow deep breath in, uh, and letting it go, just relaxing and letting your chair fully support you. Calling to mind anything that you'd like to leave at the door this morning as we enter into our time of meditation together. Calling to mind any intentions that you may wish to bring into this time of deep communion. And taking a couple more slow deep breaths in and out. Allowing your shoulders to release as you exhale. Allowing your jaw to relax. Taking a moment to give thanks, to express gratitude for another day on the planet. Taking a moment to give thanks, to express gratitude for this body, for this mind, for this heart. This heart that acknowledges the gift of life. Noticing the breath. Following it into the body consciously. Allowing the breath to create a sense of reverence. To remind you of the love that dwells within. 
bring awareness to the respect for life itself and remembering that all life is sacred. Breathing in and with the next out breath, sending that reverence and love and respect out into the entire world. Feeling the light radiating within you and now allowing it to expand until it shines from you out into the room. Out into the world. And it grows to encompass all of creation the human family, all other creatures, plants of every size and shape, every rock and grain of sand, the soil, the water, the clouds, the heavenly bodies, every single part of creation down to the smallest microscopic particle or wave of energy, all shining with the light of spirit, all come to life by the light of spirit. We send love, respect, and reverence to all of creation, feeling our oneness with everything. We acknowledge our personal responsibility as caretakers, as good neighbors, in sacred service to one another, to all life forms, and to the sacred Mother Earth. Standing in our unity, we continue together to walk this pilgrimage that we call life. Packing lightly for this journey of transformation means leaving behind all expectations, preconceptions, and judgments. Letting go of how we think things should be. Releasing the need for control. Fasting from internal and external influences that don't nourish us in body, mind, and spirit. And what will we need to bring? Our faith, our trust, our willingness, our open-mindedness and open-heartedness, curiosity, anticipation, 
discernment and commitment. These will all serve us well every step of the way, both in beginning the journey and in crossing the thresholds. A threshold is the moment of liminal space between that which once was and what is to come. A pause in which a transition is given the space to unfold. It is a time of becoming. As human beings, thresholds can be uncomfortable. We like to think we know what is coming, what the next moment or day or year will bring, but we never really know for sure. And surrendering to this truth can feel challenging. Living in the threshold is not about figuring things out, but instead resting in the mystery and responding consciously to whatever arises. Being aware of our thoughts and feelings, attending to the internal voices that occupy our inner space. From the book of Matthew, enter through the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the road is easy that leads to destruction and there are many who take it. For the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life and there are few who find it. Crossing the threshold, living in a state of not knowing learning to be peaceful and accepting of becoming is what leads to life, a greater experience of life. And yet few choose to cross. Few people are brave enough to step into the inner chamber and remain present to the storms of life. Whenever we prepare to cross a threshold, we are faced with the immensity of our unknowing. We are called to admit that we don't know what the future brings, and a choice emerges. Turn and run the other way, or find humility and stay the course. A journey of real transformation demands that we face the uncomfortable. From the book, The Soul of a Pilgrim, Christine Walters Paintner shares these words. Thresholds, liminal space, 
being on the edge, living in the borderlands, when we have a spirituality that is committed to exploring these rich places, is the opposite of comfortable, safe, and secure. Thresholds require that we be vulnerable, that we acknowledge that we simply do not know what is to come. They call us to surrender to something much bigger and more meaningful, even as it calls us away from familiar patterns that are loved. <clears throat> Journeys can be both exhilarating and frightening. There might be wild beasts to encounter, the wild ones of your own heart. But right there, in your most fearful moments, if you call upon your inner knowing, the still small voice of spirit, you will be guided. I invite you into musical meditation.
pray me, pray through me. As I take moments in prayer, feeling the response of God praying through me, the guidance of spirit is always available. Going deeper now into the words of John O'Donohue. At any time you can ask yourself, at which threshold am I now standing? At this time of my life, what am I leaving? Where am I about to enter? What is preventing me from crossing my next threshold? What give would enable me to do it? A threshold is not a simple boundary. It is a frontier that divides different territories, rhythms, and atmospheres. Once we cross over, our lives will never be the same. Pilgrimage is a hero's journey. Your pilgrimage is your journey as a spiritual hero. The hero's journey begins with a divine call. The hero is summoned into an adventure, willingly or unwillingly. Often we may refuse or deny the call. It seems too much. It feels dangerous. I'm not ready yet. We may try to negotiate it down to a more manageable task, less threatening, less scary. At this stage, we meet our mentor, a Merlin, a Gandalf, or an Obi-Wan Kenobi, a wise one who encourages and advises us. Freshly emboldened, we surrender to our pilgrimage. We approach the first threshold. Forsaking the comfort of our familiar world, we cross over into the unknown. We must rely on spirit to guide us now. As we give ourselves over into God's care, we find unexpected help, allies, friends. We also find obstacles, trials that test our resolve, and we find new strength as we overcome them. 
spiritual fortitude that we will soon need, for we realize that our greatest challenge still lies ahead. Joseph Campbell tells us, The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. It is by going down into the abyss that we recover the treasures of life. Where you stumble, there lies your treasure. As we commune together in the sacred silence, let us consider, what is the cave I fear? What is it that I least want to face? Why is it so terrifying? And what is the spiritual treasure that it guards so fiercely?
Emerging from the cave in full possession of our treasure, we begin the journey back. Our pilgrimage has not been for us alone. The world to which we are returning needs that which we have attained. So we approach another threshold, back into the world we knew. But we have changed, and as we share our spiritual gifts, that world changes as well. We can never go back to how it was before. We give thanks for the love and support of our beloved community on our journey. And we are grateful for the mentorship of our pastor and prayer practitioners. The hero's journey is a cycle. We will cross the threshold again and again. Our faith grows stronger each time we surrender to the call and we find that spirit never leaves us without divine guidance. As Reverend Diana continues sharing her inspiring message, we embody the wisdom of her words, knowing that they support us in crossing our threshold. In the book of John, Jesus is accredited with this poetic message to Nicodemus. The spirit is like the wind, blowing wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot hear where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. With these words, Jesus all but guarantees that those who seek a spirit-led life will regularly encounter liminal spaces. Thresholds to cross. We will cross thresholds as often as the breezes blow. When we cling tightly to our past experiences, we fail to recognize and be present with what is. It is only in the present moment that we can outgrow one version of reality after another. Letting go of what we thought we knew and entering into a new world. One that is different than we imagined one filled with possibilities. And we are encouraged to cross the threshold. The spiritual life is about movement and evolution. Every moment we stand on a new threshold with its invitation to step into the tension and be stretched in frightening and exhilarating ways. The sooner we abandon our desire for sameness, for constancy, the sooner we will discover and get comfortable with the truth that in the unknown space between here and there, younger and older, past and future, life 
happens. That there's nowhere to get to. No time when we will have arrived. That the journey is our home. And so right here and now in this present moment, we close our teze in prayer, acknowledging the one source of all of life, that which is the essence, the substance, and the infallible process of spirit in action expressing itself as all of creation. Knowing that each one of us is a perfect and intentional expression of the divine. That we are equipped with all that we need for every step of our journey. Fully accepting that as the truth, that there is nothing missing there is nothing broken, <coughs> nothing that needs to be added to us. We are given the gift of life and everything required to live it fully. And so I know that as we go into our week that we carry with us those gifts that serve us well. We carry our faith, our trust, our open-mindedness, our open-heartedness. We carry a willingness and a commitment to listen for guidance, to actually hear, and then to follow. And as we come into a deeper and greater alignment with the one source. Our lives are lifted up, made more graceful than ever before. Knowing that even in the moments where grace seems absent, it's always there. And so grateful for this gift of grace and for all of the blessings of this and every day I acknowledge the presence of the one. I give thanks to the one life. And I release this prayer knowing that it creates a smooth path for the next leg of our journey. And so we let it go. We let it be. As together we say. And so it is. So as we close our Teze meditation today, we offer the opportunity for you to share of your financial good in support of the work that we're doing in the world. If you're joining us online, you can find a donate button and our mailing address, both at mysticheart.org. And we thank you in advance for every gift, your financial support, but in addition, your time, your skill, your talent, your treasure, your love, your commitment, you're just plain showing up to support one another. Thank you for all of these gifts. And so this song that we share with you today is based on a 
a question that one of my spiritual teachers asked me many years ago. She said, what would it look like if it was easy? I ask myself that question all the time. What would it look like if it was easy? Your life is in God's hands. 
up so much resistance. Let's just let it be easy. So easy to stand and say thank you for all of the gifts that are freely given in support of this community. And so with deep gratitude, I say thank you for each and every dollar that's shared, for each and every intention for each and every way that you show your love and support to this community. Knowing that all of this goodness is of the one source but comes through your hands. And so I say thank you to each one. Thank you, Spirit. And so it is. And so it is. Amen. Well, thank you for being here for our Taze this morning. If you would like to stay for our conscious conversations after our closing song, uh, we'll have about 15 minutes. There's coffee next door. Um, and so we invite you to come back if you'd like to start to come out of the meditation and wake up a little bit. I'd also like to let you know, um, for those of you that are supporting us on Amazon Smile, that the Amazon Smile program will be ending as of February 20th. So. If you have a big order you've been planning to make, <laughs> the time is now. They are going to uh, uh, give us an extra donation uh, matching of three months' income to, uh, to say goodbye. But uh, we do have uh, a local bookshop um, that we will uh, be able to order books through. And the good news is that keeps, keeps the money local, keeps, uh, supports our neighbors. So. Please keep that in mind. Thank Shop you. Shop around the corner. It's called yep. cute little thing. Butte Street. <laughs> May your soul always find what it's looking for. May your heart always lead the way. May you live in peace and harmony. And may Success find you everywhere. May you always embrace compassion and grace, and may God always answer your prayer. May you always embrace compassion and grace, and may God always answer your prayer. for being here.
Good morning. good morning and good morning in the zoom room and on facebook and wherever you are when you're listening to this please let my, my words speak for you standing right here and right now i let go of everything that has come before and everything that will be coming after as I step into this one precious moment that God has made. I take a deep breath in. And I let it go as I allow myself to relax. Feeling the love that surrounds me and flows through me. I open my heart, I open my mind, I open my soul as I prepare to listen to Reverend Diana speaking about crossing thresholds. And so I just say thank you for the presence here, thank you for each one for being here and for my being able to be with my family once again. Thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. So it is. Amen. Thank you, Lucinda. Thank you all for being here this morning. Welcome, welcome. Um, if you're new here, I don't think we have any new in the house, but if you're online and new, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director here at Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. We are an interfaith community. We teach universal principles and practices. We support a lot of practice that uh, will support any faith path or uh, way of living that supports the divine and honors the divine. And so welcome. Welcome home to our community. Welcome home to your own mystic heart where your answers are hiding from you right now. We're going to go looking for them. So join in free. All the empty. <laughs> so if you feel like you want to stand up or wave your arms or dance around as we open in song this morning, feel free. <laughs> I saw that. Welcome to the Mystic Heart. Join the celebration. Lift your voice and sing your part. Make this affirmation. Spirit made us family. Oh. 
your body to wake up further if you haven't already awakened it with the music and the singing but to feel the presence of the divine in your body to feel the life coursing through your veins your heart beating 
the energy and the love just filling, filling your body. And join me in our sacred practice of visioning for a love-soaked world where all humans are embodying and living from peace and from joy, abundance and generosity, justice and freedom as the living principles that guide our lives. Where all humans practice loving kindness and compassion, honoring and caring for one another, and for our beautiful planet as the sacred home that she is. We are creating a world where all needs are met, where all beings have plenty of nourishing food, the safety of a warm and comfortable home, where mental and physical health, education, and healthy relationships are ensured by social systems grounded in wellness and wholeness. Where right livelihood, creative contribution, and a sense of belonging are known as gifts of the spirit and are experienced by all. A world in which all beings are valued and in, are respected for their inherent goodness and for their light. Where peace, the peace we cultivate within us, shows up outside of us in our world a world free of hatred or violence. We're creating a world that knows no greed, where there's absolute abundance in just having enough, where every being deserves and receives all that is needed for a full and rich and contented life. In this new world of our creation, every person is a caring and conscious vessel through which generosity flows. By the power of our collective intention, we write a new story. We create the more beautiful world that our hearts know is possible. We will not lower our vision no matter the appearances, knowing with our whole hearts that such a world is not only possible, but inevitable. We stand firmly in, for, and as peace. We stand in, for, and as love. We stand in, for, and as unity. We open our hearts, our doors, and our arms in radical welcome, erasing all lines of apparent separation. We create a bigger table to which all are invited and at which all have an equal voice. Our powerful vision is moving into form and experience here and now. We feel it, we know it, and we give thanks for it. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Oh, got a smile. Just got a smile. <laughs> so.
So take a look around real quick and just see who's here celebrating with us today. Who's here to bring their wisdom to share in the experience of our conscious conversation. Our theme this month is pilgrimage. Some might have thought that was an odd thing for me to pick, pilgrimage. It's a journey of transformation, and we're all on a pilgrimage. We're all on a journey of transformation. If we're consciously engaging in, taking part in any form of spiritual life whatsoever, transformation is constant. So we might as well get comfortable there, right? So let me set a little context for the conversation today. Uh, let's see here. We know as we move through our lives, we experience more ease and a greater sense of peace. When we leave certain things behind us as we step into every day, right? Every day as a journey. When we can leave our judgments behind us and our expectations and our preconceptions, our need for certainty and control. And then it's good to have some other things on board to bring things with us that will assist us in making the trip, making it graceful. So if we can bring our faith and our trust, our open-heartedness, our open-mindedness, our willingness, our excitement, curiosity, generosity, humility, humility, and a little more humility. It serves us well. It really does. So during the Taze this morning, we talked about crossing thresholds as a part of the journey of transformation. So what does that mean? Let's start there. What does it mean to cross a threshold? What is a threshold? Doorway. A doorway. Change. Change. New beginnings. New beginnings. Anything else to add to that? Passage. Passage. The line between where you are and where you're going. The line between where you are, or where you've been, mm -hmm. even, and where you're going. A wormhole into deep space. A wormhole into <laughs> deep space. <laughs> so another word for threshold, um, another pair of words, a liminal space. I don't know if you've heard liminal space. Um, from the Celtic tradition, they call this same idea thin places, where the veil is very thin, where you can almost see what is about to be, but not quite. So it's a place of becoming. Is anybody in this room experiencing a threshold in their life at this time? Ah, we've got some thresholds happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anybody want to share anything about that threshold? Don't have to, but if somebody wants to. Yeah, Vanessa. I just ended a 10-year relationship. All right, just ended a 10-year relationship. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's behind, but what lies ahead, right? Nice. The unknown. It's kind of exciting to be in the unknown, huh? Extremely. Is it a little scary for you? Or just exciting? I'm just excited. All right. Oh. <laughs> Good, for Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. They never stop. 
They never stop. I'm 79 years old and they keep coming, so. <laughs> I was just going to say, is there anybody in this room that actually is not at any kind of a threshold in their life right now? <laughs> Even a little one. I mean, they're, they're, they do tend to come up as we transform one bit at a time. Yeah, Lucinda. I think for mine, a big one right now is acceptance. Okay. You know, I am changing some things. I've been in a steady change for quite a while now. <laughs> Your whole life. <laughs> but it's more, you know, I know that things are changing and mm -hmm. it's acceptance. Yeah. So I'm okay with this. I'm letting go of resistance. All right. Yeah, so we can almost be in a perpetual state of threshold. Yeah. It's just that, you know, one thing kind of then becomes behind us and a new thing opens up. But it's mm -hmm. kind of continual. David? Well, I, I think that's the truth. It's an ongoing thing. And I remember about eight years ago, I gave you a picture I made that mm -hmm. was a, a man and his child going through a, through a threshold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To the unknown. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's an ongoing thing. We're always involved in crossing those places of becoming. We're always becoming something different and new. So what about our country or our culture right now? Are we facing any, going through any threshold experiences as a culture right now? Absolutely. Yeah? What kinds of changes are we sensing or seeing? Or Inflation. Okay, inflation. <laughs> Attitudes of retreating. Attitudes of retreating? Retreating oh, re to the old ways of being okay. Looking forward to embrace alternative, healthier ways of being. Yeah, okay. So we talked this morning, contemplated this idea that when we face the threshold, we have a couple of choices. One is to retreat, and one is to move into the discomfort. Mm -hmm. April? Oh, no, I'm just saying, I think there's a third choice there. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes you just stay comfortably in there peeking out at the outside but sort of like hanging out there not fully being in where you were but not stepping into the new thing okay just hanging with your toes over the threshold yeah yeah that's a third choice i heard that thing like you're in a river and you have jumped into the river mm -hmm. and i guess you can go forward you can sit there in that spot in the river yeah you have to cross that river to get here right and that takes time it does it takes time. It takes a willingness for us to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. <coughs> my experience has been that if I tend to sit there with my toes hanging over and not want to move forward, something comes from behind me and <laughs> shoves me. Boldly where no man has gone before. Go boldly where no man has gone before. I think the whole society threshold thing, I think it really depends on your perspective. Mm -hmm. I think you can look at it as we're moving forward or you can look at it as we're moving backwards. Okay. Or, or, and I think depending on how you view life, mm -hmm. that, that really changes that. So you can right. 
if you're hopeful, you can say we're moving toward a better place. And if you're, right. If you're one of those people who complainer, then you can say everything's going to hell. So. Mm -hmm. Are you an optimist? Are you a pessimist? Mm -hmm. Who tend to think of themselves as realists? You know, really depends on your perspective. One thing I can see that, oh, go ahead, Lucent. No, I think it's moved on, but I was going to no, say letting okay. go of saying no. Okay, so letting Doesn't go work of saying any. no. <laughs> so one of the things that I think I can safely, without political sides, say as a threshold right now in our culture is that our education system is in a place of sort of threshold becoming. And it's a place of not knowing where it's going to go. It's, it's been a certain style of education. It has served a certain style of learner. And it's fed a certain type of society, workforce, you know, the college-bound, walking up through the rungs in the company sort of a, a society. And it feels to me like that is in major threshold mode right now like it's not working anymore, but what will it be next? And so the education system is kind of working through that or sitting with that and not knowing kind of which way to go with that. So that's an example of a cultural or societal threshold. You know, under, that's happening in religions. It's happening in, in religions, yeah. in churches, yeah. What was put out there before no longer works for a lot of people. Um, so there's this space of don't quite know what to do with that. Will I, will I just disregard it altogether? Will I just walk away and pretend that there's, you know, no need to engage in a spiritual aspect of life? That's a choice. People do that. Or will I find a way to engage spiritually that supports and welcomes my journey? That's another choice people make. Will I retreat back to what I knew, what I was raised with, what has been, and hang on for dear life because that's what I know? And that's another choice. Hmm. There's no good, bad, you know, it's, these are just all choices that we make. And this time of liminal space or threshold is sort of that time where we're letting things settle, being uncomfortable a lot of the time, and waiting to see how we're going to be guided, or what's going to come into our experience. One of the big thresholds we've been looking at as a beloved community is uh, how we do agriculture. Mm -hmm. Right. That's another system that currently, worldwide, is in a place of liminal space and threshold. What we've been doing isn't working. We're killing our soil and we need to feed ourselves with that soil. You know, so we have some folks that are stepping out, trying the new and ancient techniques of, <laughs> you know, not adding chemicals and bringing in animals and doing all of those things and testing that out. So yeah, there's a change, big shift happening globally there. <coughs> so other global things that are shifting? How we, how we deal with money? How we deal with money, the economy, hmm. Bitcoin, you know? Bitcoin. Bitcoin? Yeah. <laughs> Cryptocurrency. 
cryptocurrency. It's shifting. I mean, there's, you know, many who believe what we've done before no longer serves. But what's next? Trying out different things. So yeah, this is just part of life. This is just something we go through individually all the time, and we go through it collectively in whatever size groups we're looking at. Threshold is, is what's happening. Perhaps even dissolution of man-made borders. So, right. so it entails with immigration how we handle people moving from one country, okay. one city, one state. Right. How, we, how we accept those that maybe aren't native to our experience. Right. Are we welcoming or are we resistant? Are we fearful? Are, are we mm -hmm. going to be embracing? <clears throat> that, I think we're on that. We're struggling with that as a society globally. Yes, I, I would agree with that too. Definitely a threshold we're in need of crossing, but, but responsibly and respectfully. And so taking the time to be with it. So there's a philosopher and author, uh, I would call him a modern-day prophet myself. His name is Charles Eisenstein. And he offers a lens that I have found really helpful. He's all over YouTube. You want to check this guy out. He offers a global perspective that unifies everything we're talking about right now, unifies it into sort of one large threshold that encompasses all of the rest. He calls it a new and ancient story, and that actually we're in a space between stories. So we have the old story is a story of separation, of domination, and control of the other. Whether <coughs> the other is a person, a group of people, a religion, a political party, a country, or Mother Nature herself. It's the belief, the old story says, that these are something for us to control and or extract for our consumption, for human benefit. That's part of the old story. In this story, the other poses as a person, a country, nature. Then there's a new story that he believes is emerging, and he calls that one of unity, a story of unity rather than separation, of interconnectedness, of realizing that there is no other, and that life is a gift. It's not something we extract for our benefit, it's a gift given of the source, of the creator. The old story says, someday our triumph will be complete. Technology, we will triumph. The new story says, it's not a competition. It's not a competition. What I do to the world, I do to myself, to my neighbor. The old story says, how can I get the most? And the new story says, how can I enrich, regenerate, and heal the world in the greatest way possible?
So using the metaphor from Pastor John Pavlovitz of the book, hey. A Bigger Table. Yay, great book. <laughs> the old story invites only those who are like us to our small and exclusive world table, where there is uniformity which breeds an affinity for the familiar and a fear of what isn't familiar. He says that, and this is a quote, when the table you're used to sitting at is small, so too is your understanding of those seated elsewhere. <coughs> Repeat that, when the table you're used to sitting at is small, so too is your understanding of those seated elsewhere. He asks this question, he says, can the table really be expanded so that everyone has a place? The new story says yes, and here's how we do it. So the mystics and sages of every age and tradition have known this, and practiced it, and spoken it. So does it sound familiar? Are you aware of any uh, masters, teachers, leaders who have spoken similar words? I think Jesus may have. Jesus spoke <coughs> similar words. The Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama. Tao Te Ching. The Tao Te Ching, yes, teaches that middle way, an opening to all. Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King. Gandhi. Gandhi. Thich Nhat Hanh. Thich Nhat Hanh. Chief Seattle said almost exactly those words, according to the translations. Diana Johnson. Diana Johnson. <laughs> She's pretty famous, you know. The great yogis of India. I mean, it's been around a long, long, long time. It's not really news. And yet, it seems so big and so different than what we've experienced. So we've heard it over and over throughout history. How is it different this time? We hear the same words and messages, but, but how is it different this time? Or is awake. it? Maybe it isn't. Huh? We're awake. We hear the message. Well, we're awake. Some of us are awakening. Awakening and hearing the, the call, the message. Seems like the voices for separation are, are getting louder and louder all the time, too. Okay, so what do, you, what do you guys think makes that happen? So some are awakening, and the people who are hearing the call and working as we are for unity and openness and a bigger table may be spreading, but that voice of separation, as we, it spreads, it gets louder and louder and louder. It's because they're scared. Yeah. Fear. People Fear are afraid, huh? It's that back to the threshold. Here we are. We don't know what's well, coming. And the, and the fear gets amplified in, in the voices that are proclaiming it. So. so the fear gets amplified in the voices that are proclaiming it. And the media spreads it. And the media spreads it. That was my euphemism for the media. Yes. So do we have any more at stake at this point than we maybe had, say, 
I don't know, in 1700 or 1800. Pachimama? The planet. Yeah. All of mankind. We've got the power to destroy ourselves now. Okay, so we have technology that, when abused, can be a lot more destructive than anything that we had in, in 1700. No border or defense system can protect us. And that's what people need to get, is that it's, it's a round planet. Our borders are all man-made. Big balloons. Big <laughs> balloons. <laughs> what else is happening now that has never been before? There are other things. Well, information is readily available. Okay, information is readily available. Permaculture farms. Well, permaculture farms are are come yeah. sprouting up all over the place. I think the speed at which things are happening, there's not enough time now to pause and to actually reflect. So our okay. pace is frenetic. All right, so our pace is frenetic. We're, we're moving a mile a minute. Many folks are just going so fast <coughs> that there's no time to stop and reflect and look and think. What about how many people are on the planet now? We just crossed another threshold. Eight trillion. Eight trillion. Trillion? Is it trillion or billion? 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 I think it's Excuse billion. Don't that one up there. It's a big number. Eight trillion. It might as well be eight trillion. And so many powerful decisions are made by so few people of those eight billion people. You know, we vote. We can write letters. We can shop, you know, vote with our dollars. We can do a lot of things, and we do. But when it comes down to big decisions, so few people make such big decisions. And it tends to be those that have the money, those with the gold, make, make the decisions. Right. So I want to shift us, because I did not actually come here to depress us this morning. <laughs> we can turn on the television at any time and get all that. So I'm going to turn a corner. Hope you don't mind. Go through the threshold, Joe. I'm going to go through the threshold. So what are some of the things that we as a spiritual community are doing to live into the new story? Supporting farmer's footprint. Supporting farmer's footprint. Offering spiritual alternatives. Offering spiritual alternatives. Encouraging self-reflection and developing new ways of relating to our lives and to life in general. Okay, so encouraging self-reflection and new ways of relating to life. David? Praying and meditating. Praying and meditating. Individually and in community. Love-soaked world. Yeah. Love-soaked world. We're visioning, we're holding to visions, and we're using our actions to back those visions. Oh, that's great, but 
Yeah, like you said, actions. Someone needs to build that larger table. Someone That's needs right. to open mm -hmm. the door and and create the space for right. all these things to take place. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the thresholds that has been taking place in the spiritual communities is like the opening of new centers, the creating of new groups, uh, you know, the getting together, the opening our homes and our backyards and, and you know, inviting all the different people together so that we can right. all be in that space so these things can happen. Yeah. yeah. Interfaith thing. Yeah, I mean, sharing our various beliefs and ways of living and respecting one another's beliefs and ways of living feeling community with a variety, large variety of people only can only enrich us. It can only enrich us. And so I believe that we are one space that's putting action behind that and creating a space for people to be, to find connection and community. Anything else you can think of? We're also keeping food out of the dumpster and making sure it gets okay, to yeah. people that need it. In various ways, we're with whatever resources we have, we're trying to assist people in being fed in, in whatever ways that that works. So if you haven't taken a look at the, the bulletin, you might have this little thing here. They're by the front door if you ever want one. We change the insides monthly. But right inside the cover, it says, Mystic Heart is a welcome and accepting <coughs> spiritual community that supports, promotes, and celebrates your growth in body, mind, and spirit. We are an independent interfaith community where people of all ages, races, creeds, ethnicities, sexualities, and abilities come together, not as groups separated by their differences, but as human beings celebrated for their individuality. We welcome all faith paths, philosophical points of view, and ways of life that acknowledge and honor divinity in some way, and support and uplift the growth and evolution of the planet and its beings. We see evolution and creation as two aspects of one process that is forever moving life forward. We understand that each of us is an integral part of that process, leaving our direct imprint on the evolution of humanity. That's a, a big sentence right there. Leaving our direct imprint on the evolution of humanity. Because we all are, all the time. We can't change that, right? We're part of this one cosmic life. So in other words, we're standing for a new definition of what spiritual community looks like. That's what we're doing. We're creating a new and I would also say ancient definition of church. Many people that come here, hi Barbara. <laughs> Many people that come here don't like that word, church. I don't want to come to a church. Yeah. If you look at ancient definitions, it's just the, the collective body of people that come together for common spiritual growth and practice. That's the church. It's not the building. It's not the dogma. It's not the theology in particular. It's the people. So, now it's your turn. What are some of the things that you're doing in your lives individually to live into a new story? A lot of meditating. A lot of meditating. Self-care. 
Self-care. Taking mystic art classes. Oh, taking classes. So spiritual growth in whatever way that happens. I think there's, uh, for me, there's just an idea that I'm committed to acting in love. Okay. So people in this community, people in my <clears throat> neighborhood, mm -hmm. you know, if something comes up that I act in love and not in selfishness. All right. So a commitment to act in love. No matter where you are, you take yourself with you, right? So you always have that opportunity. Feeding the homeless at the Hope Van. Feeding on the Fridays. homeless at the Hope Van on Fridays. That's cool. Yeah. Chris? Examining my motives, attitudes, and beliefs mm. so that maybe I can expand that to be more inclusive other than my own petty self interests. Okay. Mm. So examining your own motivations and beliefs mm -hmm. so that you might shift some of those away from pettiness and self-servingness. Not to say that we should not have self-care and take care of ourselves. We can't yeah. be fresh forgiving. We can't be ready and in service until we've cared for ourselves. So we don't want to mistake that. But it's a healthy availability. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, a, yeah, a healthy availability. That's a nice way to put that. One of the things we're trying to do is, is try to make sure that the companies we buy from <coughs> support with our finances are socially and environmentally responsible. Okay, so voting with dollars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's going to shift the economy and then the types of mm -hmm. businesses that will come into being when there's a recognition that the right. market isn't going to accept the old way of doing business. Yeah, as more people go local or support regenerative farmers or any of the ways that you might feel called to spend your money, that will shift how the overall economy works. From the grassroots up, that's how change always happens. Buy organic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I share an experience. We, we lived in uh, in Mendocino for a little while, and there was a market there that we used to get our organic produce from. And every once in a while, you see the organic produce less than the uh, the big ag produce, mm -hmm. and it's because of supply and demand. Mm -hmm. And I always remember organic being a lot more expensive than than you know the run of the mill stuff. But yeah. uh, but if enough people switch over and demand that, then mm -hmm that's where the supply and demand is going to go and the, yeah. drive the price down. Yeah, and it'll put the, the poisoners out of business. <laughs> we already have a local market. Orchard Nutrition does a great job of keeping pretty competitive, not on everything else, but on their produce, mm -hmm. their organic produce. And that's all they carry is organic produce. They don't have anything that isn't. And they, they do a pretty good job of keeping their prices competitive. So we have some options. And our farmers market in a couple of months. Yeah, we'll be back in April. All right, I want to take a moment to ask you to reflect on one last question and if you would feel comfortable sharing what comes. It would be nice. If not, that's okay too. But so is there something that you have not yet done that if and when you do 
do it, make the change, will take us a step closer, individually or collectively, to living into a new story. Something maybe you've been thinking about doing, something that's calling to you that you just haven't quite wanted to commit to yet. Is there something else that you could do to contribute to the creation of this more beautiful world that our hearts know is possible? Somebody's, we each, to make it effective, we all need to take steps. Sandy first. Yeah, so I've been interested in interfaith group mm -hmm. here and um, talking to some different people. And then it's like a bunch of doors opened up all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And Reverend Helen from the mm -hmm. Reading Zen Buddhist Prior invited me to go as her guest Wednesday mm -hmm. to that meeting which I got to see you guys right. there too, which was yeah. great. But um, yeah, that door opening is very exciting. That's a threshold that That's I'm going great. through. Yeah. yeah, so becoming an active part of the Shasta County Interfaith Forum. Yes, and yeah. all That's the other awesome. things that are going to be available through that. Yeah. yeah. So. so letting everybody know, it's always an open invitation. <clears throat> the second Wednesday of every month, uh, except for July and August, from noon to 1.30, the Interfaith Forum meets at uh, uh, First, First Christian Church on Placer. Chris and I are always there, and you're always welcome if you're interested in what our local Interfaith is up to. We're going to begin putting an Interfaith update in our monthly newsletter as well to, to try to disperse whatever they're, whatever's going on out there. They get involved in the community in all kinds of ways. So yeah, that was great to see you there. Yeah. yeah. Anything else? Anybody is willing to? Oh, Chris, sorry. Um, <coughs> growing, growing our own food, organically and, and regeneratively. We're already kind of doing that, though. Yeah. Is there yeah, something, you, something new that oh, you're something new. willing to step into that you're not already doing? Well, I sometimes think about riding my bike here instead of driving. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> think about it. But not with the congas. <laughs> not with the conga trucks. Need some more time to think about it, huh? Well, maybe you can take that one with you today. Uh, another teacher that I'm listening to with a class right now on Wednesdays reminds us in this uh, lecture he gave that someone has to go first. So in terms of stepping into the new story, living differently, doing things differently, being with the discomfort for a while if it, if it makes us uncomfortable, if nobody's willing to go first, we won't ever build that, um, yeah, that momentum going forward. Take that one with you today. We're, we're living in a time of transition. We are. 
We're crossing a threshold, each one of us individually all the time and collectively big time right now. So as we walk together on this journey of transformation, we're making a collective pilgrimage of a sort. Invite us to remember that we are divine beings having a continual human experience. We have inherent qualities that are always available to us, within us. There is love, there is peace, there's generosity and joy and authenticity and freedom, beauty, always available, freely given, not only so that we have a good life, which is part of it, of course, but so that we might serve one another in our world in a more conscious way. So it's about all of that. So I invite you to tap into all those gifts that you have, that you're carrying around. Tap into it. Don't let them go unnoticed or unused. Sometimes we can feel like we don't have joy in any given moment, and it's not that we have to feel happy, happy all the time, but in trusting that the joy is there and that it will return. Whatever we're feeling and going through, it will return. Those qualities can empower any physical, mental, or emotional change or healing that you're seeking in your life. It's the fuel, it's the power. Don't hold back your gifts. You've heard um, probably the phrase, pray without ceasing. You might even have thought, how in the world is that possible? Pray all day, pray all night, I can do that. But guess what, as human beings, that's actually what we're always doing. It's not about you have to pray without ceasing so much as you're always praying without ceasing. We don't have to try. How are we praying without ceasing? How are we praying without ceasing? Thoughts? Thoughts, Thoughts or prayers. Mm-hmm. Because that's the stream that what's going to come. How, uh, okay. So our thought is one way, one tool that we've been given. What else? Our dialogue, both internal and external. Okay, dialogue, so our words and thoughts, internal, external dialogue. What else? The way we treat others. Okay, the way we treat others. The actions we choose to take. The actions. As a result of the thought and right. nourishment. The actions we choose to take. The way we treat ourselves. The way we treat ourselves. What about our emotions? When we express emotion reactively, with reactivity, isn't that sending a message, a prayer of a sort? If we believe that what we put out is what eventually comes back to us in one way or another, then, you know, we want to be able to respond emotionally rather than be reactive. So we're always, it's like we're always living a prayer. I say a lot, may I be the change that I wish to see. May I be the change that I wish to see, yeah. 
Senda? Well, it might seem like little things, but the attitude that we have when we approach something. Okay, so our attitudes. Yeah, so I'm thinking of me and shopping. Uh-huh. And it's always so much better. <laughs> and I know rubs off on other people when I have right. a positive attitude about it. Yeah. I've read in many spiritual teachings the basic idea that, that God, Spirit, the universe, is receptive and affirmative by nature. So whatever we put out is received, and basically God says yes. God only says yes. So what are we asking God to say yes to? But are we? But are we? Uh, what What do we choose to align with? Right. That yes, open and receptive, where we are going to shut the door and be closed and limited. It's what we choose right. to align with. So it's what we choose. Come back to choice again. You know, always, we may not be at choice with what's presented to us. We aren't often at choice with what's presented to us. But we are at choice with how we react to it. How we react or respond to it. How we choose to experience it. Whether we choose to take offense or not. So our attitude, coming back to our attitude around it. Yeah. And our habit around that attitude. And our habit around, because we all have habit patterns. Mm -hmm. Top patterns. Mm -hmm. Patterns of speech, patterns of thought. Yeah. So I just invite us to take these thoughts with us this week and think about individually and collectively we're stepping out of an old story. We're not sure what the new story is supposed to look like or what it will look like. But what are we called to do individually to live into a new story? And so let's go ahead and close with a prayer. A little more music. So right here in this holy moment, I just give thanks for this time together, for this sharing today for the awareness that each one brings, for the wisdom that each one brings. Knowing that as we acknowledge the presence of the one, the one source, the one life, that I choose to call God or Spirit, it goes by many names. As we choose to align with that power of love, that power of goodness, we know that our thoughts, words, and actions come into greater alignment with what that source is seeking to experience. We see that evolution is moving toward greater complexity but also greater unity. We commit to doing our part, to being the best possible version that we can be in co-creation with God. Knowing that as we give our attention and intention to living in a more beautiful and just world, society, that our actions align with whatever is required to get us there. So I just say thank you knowing that it is inevitable 
that this more beautiful world, that this new, new story, its unfolding is inevitable. And so I say thank you. Thank you, Spirit. Thank you for each and every thought, word, and act that gets us there. So today, as we share the rest of our time together, we just feel a deep gratitude for one another, for spiritual community, for inner wisdom, our deep connection and we let it be so and so it is, so, it is. <coughs> so as we prepare to transition from our conversational time together into our fellowship and, and community time today we offer a chance for you to share of your financial good should you cho choose to in support of the work that we're doing here in the world. And we thank you in advance for every gift that you offer to us. Pay for our lives with attention Life out pictures our thoughts What's in our mind determines what we find It's what all the masters have taught So start with a worthy intention And heed the spirit within And look for the signs and read between the lines Cause you must be present to it It moves in mysterious ways Or so the story goes Count the times I let it slip away I wasn't on my toe I thought I knew what I'd need to do But I, I didn't have a clue Big surprise I didn't recognize It wasn't what I thought I knew Pay for our lives with attention. Life out pictures our thoughts. What's in our mind determines what we'll find. It's what all the masters have taught. Start with a worthy intention and heed the spirit within. And look for the signs and read between the lines. Cause you must be present to win. Thought I had just a little more time I didn't do the math Suddenly it was clear I'd missed That straight and narrow path So I doubled back I lost the track Did everything I could But when I found it wasn't solid ground I knew it wouldn't do any good Pay for our lives with attention. Life out pictures our thoughts. What's in our mind determines what we'll find. It's what all the masters have taught. So start with a worthy intention and heed the spirit within. 
And look for the signs and read between the lines Cause you must be present to it Look for the signs and read between the lines Cause you must be present to it Mentally and physically. <laughs> Speaking for myself. So right here, right now, I pause to say thank you. Thank you for each one who showed up. Thank you for the gifts that we are given. The ability to go forward with our vision of a love-soaked world the time and the energy that each person puts into it. And it's monetary, but it's also those who um, go to pick up food and take it to the mission. It's those who stop and think about, you know, I can throw an extra can in, or I can throw an extra something in when I go shopping and bring that. And it's those who contribute to our being here and our ability to meet and to love and to send out all of this love and joy around us. And so I just say thank you, Father, Mother, God, and so it is. So it is. Amen. I'm hungry. Shh. One, two, three, four. <laughs> All together, hand in hand, we see the light, we take a stand, and we are changing. A whole new life for you and me, take your past and set it free, and share this blessing. Love be with you, peace unfold you, spirit lift you, breathe it in, truth come through you, may good flow to you, let joy renew you. Thank you.